Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Cara Lynn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. Summer, or actually any holiday season, is such a delightful time, isn't it? A chance to take a break from the daily grind and enjoy life to the fullest. However, all the fun aside, we often find ourselves taking a break from our health routine too. Late nights, irregular eating habits, and indulgence becomes the norm. But when the vacation season winds down, it's time to get back on track with our health. Although it may not be easy, it's essential for our well-being. If you struggle to return to your health routine, I have a valuable lesson to share. Focus on majors. Prioritize healthy eating, exercise, and above all, quality sleep. Just one interesting fact about sleep to mention, drinking more than two servings of alcohol per day for men and more than one serving per day for women can decrease sleep quality by 39.2%. Sleep Foundation survey reports not even mentioning all the indulgent food and late night effects. And sleep is the key to your body's rejuvenation and repair process. It controls hunger and weight loss hormones, boosts energy levels, and impacts countless other vital functions. Good night's sleep will improve your well-being much more than anything else. Sleep is your major to focus on. That's why I recommend you start taking magnesium daily, but not any supplement. Get Magnesium Breakthrough by BioOptimizers. Magnesium Breakthrough contains all seven forms of magnesium designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. The sleep benefits are truly remarkable. And once your sleep is optimized, you'll find it much easier to tackle all the other major aspects of your health. Trust me, it's a game changer. Visit magbreakthrough.com backslash justingredients and enter code justingredients10. Again, that's justingredients10 for 10% off any order. This special offer is only available at magbreakthrough.com backslash justingredients. Fatima Diedrichsen is the creator behind at Style Fit Fatty. Ben Diedrichsen, her husband, is a physician assistant who studied in Arizona and loves primary medicine. He was trained to practice with a body, mind, and spirit outlook and approach to treatments and healing. He loves this application as he believes this can be implemented into more than just medicine. Together, they have four beautiful children. They have a strong passion for sharing daily life experiences regarding family, local adventures, home, humor, and fitness content to help inspire those around them. Do something for you today is just one of Fatima's daily mantras that motivates her social community to make their mental and physical health a priority regularly. Always having fun conversations, her and her followers feel a sense of togetherness being part of Fatty's University. Come for the humor, laughs, and discussion, but stay for the community. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, I'm really excited for our guests because I met them a couple years ago and have been following both of them on Style Fit Fatty for a couple years and have just loved getting to know you guys and your family through that page and all that you guys are teaching and the joy and positivity that you are on Instagram. And so I'm excited to talk to you guys today. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks. This is this is an honor of ours. Justin Greetings podcast. Like we're, <laughs> we're moving up in the world. Oh no. You guys have already moved up in the world, that's for sure. I'm just gonna tell you guys, so Fatima and Ben are husband and wife, but Fatima goes by Fatty and she goes by Fatty on her Instagram page. So if you don't follow them, 
don't think that I'm calling her some offensive name. That is her adorable, <laughs> cute nickname that just fits your personality and is so fun. So will you guys tell my listeners just a little bit about yourself and maybe why you started that page or your background, things like that? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Sweden, and then I moved here because I, I went to run track at BYU, and then that's where Ben and I met. We met in college. Ben went to UVU, and... Yeah, let's get that right. I didn't go to BYU, so... <laughs> so, yeah, we met in school, and we were best friends before we started dating, and then, yeah, got married. My page started, honestly, it was kind of just like an outlet for me, like, Outside of motherhood, I think that transition from being an athlete and then like being done with being an athlete and then I got pregnant. And so like that transition from being an athlete and always being busy and having something, you, know, you have a goal that I'm like trying to reach or whatever. It was just kind of like an interesting transition. And I was just like, okay, what do I do now? Like what else is there for value? Like what's my reasoning? Or I don't know. It was just kind of like, what can I do now? And yeah, I just started like sharing my journey when I was pregnant and the things that I was doing workout wise. And yeah, then kind of well, and, and I was so busy with school. We just had a baby and he yeah. was a couple weeks old. In fact, I just had this idea, like I need some woman friend, like community help. Like this is brand new to us. I'm, I, I wasn't there much. Yeah. And so it was just a great outlet to just talk, to communicate, to just lean on each other with all sorts of life difficulties. And it was that time, like during a time where people were very vocal about like what's going on in their lives or like how motherhood was. And we were like one of the first that had babies in like our friend group as well. So it was pretty, like everything was just new. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why is he crying? You know, anyway. So that's how it all started. Yes. That was a lot. Okay. Well, Ben... You were a PA, or are a PA, mm -hmm. sorry, I should say. So you were trained to practice with a mind-body-spirit when practicing medicine. And so what does that really mean? What, how does that affect people's healing, things like that? Absolutely. So choosing a PA school, I mean, I was always busy. I wanted to be a PA. I loved medicine. Uh, my dad was in medicine, so it's just a goal of mine to always have. And there was a school in Arizona and their, their motto was pretty much that by mind, body, spirit. It was an osteopathic school. And I loved it. When I went and got interviewed, I just loved the idea of treating holistically. It, it's not just all about medicine. It's not just all about, hey, here's a prescription. Goodbye. Thanks for coming in. There's a part of healing where it's so much deeper than just the medicine. And the mind, body, spirit, I think it's important because, I mean, obviously we always feed our body with nutrition, with exercise. A lot of people feed their mind with knowledge, with research, with learning. But I feel like there's a huge lack of spiritual feeding, whatever that means to people. I don't think there's a right answer, but to some it's religion, obviously, prayers, scriptures. To others, it's meditation. To others, it can be hiking. It can be anything that just kind of feeds that, that soul. And, and I love treating people that way. It's not just all about one thing, but it's it's kind of an angled attack. You, you got to figure out everything because it's not always that easy in medicine. And do you think if they can think about that mind-body-spirit connection, that it helps yeah. in their treatment and their healing? Well, I think it does. I mean, that's why I wanted to be a PA in the first place. 
and nothing against doctors, don't let me say anything that, but, but typically in our medical practices, I mean, you go in and you wait 30 to 60 minutes to see the doctor, you might end up, or the profession, the medical professional, you might end up spending like two minutes in there and walking away with a prescription, not really knowing what to do except for follow the treatment plan. And so I was a patient to some PAs and they just spent more time with me and I got to know them and they got to teach me and educate me. Like, even if it was simply about strep throat and they talked to me about why I'm taking this medication, what could occur if I don't do it instead of just like wait till it my body heals on its own or anything there could be some lasting issues after that and and sometimes we aren't taught these important necessary steps along with it just because the practice might be behind they might just be overwhelmed with patients or there might just be a lack of interest or care by the provider i don't know but but that's kind of the issue sometimes i see with medicine but with that by mind body spirit you can at least simply let let the patient know that you care more than just their illness and, and sometimes that alone does wonders for, for healing. Okay. I love that mind, spirit, body connection idea. And I wish more doctors applied that in their treatments and helping others heal. It would change the way that medicine is practiced. But I want to talk to you about relationships and how does that mind, body, spirit connection apply to relationships? You can kind of take that into everything. Uh, mind, body, spirit. I mean, with how you treat your kid, obviously with relationships. With relationships, I think it's just, it gets me more of a focal factor that I need to care about Fatty in more than just like a present sort of way. I need to make sure that, that she's okay, whether that's physically, whether that's mentally, whether that's spiritually, and what can I do to uplift that? What can I do to support her? It's not just, I'm her husband and hopefully you do okay. Like I have to be engaging intentional with what she needs and sometimes with women it's really hard to understand (laughs) i think it comes down to communication we are in a busy season of life our kids are getting older and the older they get i feel like the busier we are because we gotta pick up we gotta drop off someone has a game actually two people have games and they're at the same time and we gotta you know separate and then we haven't had dinner and then we kind of meet up and it's like it is so easy to get stuck in the mundane and be stuck in the like this routine of doing the same thing over and over. But I would say like one of the things that ever since he was in school, we've been really intentional about our relationship, whether that is like spending just a couple of minutes or some time before the kids go to bed, no phones, no nothing. And it's just him and I, and we were talking and checking in on each other and talking to each other or texting during the day or a little grab here and there, you know, flirting, like just doing the things that the little things that we did when we were dating, but they're not really little, like they mean a lot. And I think it's super easy to forget about those things. It's easy to forget to flirt. And it's like, no, it's so fun. Like we're still married, you know, like at the end of the day, our kids are going to grow up and they're going to find their own people and they're going to move out. And it's like, you've got to keep that flame flaming. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay. So I love that you guys are intentional. That is a really good word to tell people to focus on in their marriages or in their relationships. I love that you talked about communication. And so I'm curious, what are your key principles or foundations in solidifying a strong relationship besides being intentional and communicating anything else you would say one of our 
favorite things, and we honestly started doing this before we even had kids, were our check-in questions. And this was something that we did every Sunday. And now that we have kids, it kind of switches up, you know, but it's like checking questions or couples journaling or these like silly couple games that we have these cards and we will just ask questions like in bed. And it's just like those little things that you got to put up for an effort, you know, and it's like it helps us connect and it helps us just kind of step back and just reassess and it just brings us closer and it's fun. Ben was not really into it at first. <laughs> and I said, hey, that's okay though. You know, some people are like, well, my husband is not into it. Like he doesn't like these things. And I'm like, it's okay because to him, he was like, this is important to you. So even though I don't really care about that right now, I'm going to do it because I know it's important to you. And now it's like fun. I do have to agree. Maddie's put me through a lot of things, which I hated at first and now I'm addicted, like Bachelor, all these things. It's all coming <laughs> full circle. But intentional quality time. I mean, sometimes for at least me, I don't want to say for all men, but it was kind of an uphill battle. Sometimes it's it's very important, but you're just so used to not doing it and not putting forth the effort. And, and sometimes we just need to wake up and do it because it, it benefits us. Sometimes we don't want to talk about feelings. Sometimes we we just think everything's fine if we sweep it under the rug. And luckily, Fatty's kind of taught me all those things too. It's just I mean, let's communicate. Let's let's talk what each other needs. Let's let's talk about how the week was. And sometimes they're hard conversations where it's like, I really disliked what you may have said during this day, or like, hey, I really need you to help with the dishes when you get home from work and not wait till 10 p.m. when all the kids are in bed, or whatever it might be. Because we all have those little things that we might hold on to, but it's not important enough at the time to bring up, but those can just build and build. And then you're overflowing and there's a big fight or there's a big problem all from something very simple. And so it's totally worth it. It's hard, but it's just something you have to train yourself and, and, and try and it's beneficial immediately. So why wouldn't you keep doing it? With our checking questions, I think some people are like really good at like writing things down. And that was one thing I really like with our couples journaling, because it's like, it gives us questions the same questions for both of us. And then we will write our answers down and I will read his answers and he will read my answers. And it always leaves us like having these long conversations and we talk about all these things. And it's usually things that I wouldn't expect or things that I didn't realize or things that he noticed that I was like, oh, that I didn't even think about that, you know? And so it's really interesting and it's really awesome. And it's an awesome way to just kind of like, Open up. Oh yeah, being open and having just communicating with each other in a safe place and a safe space and like I don't know. I think too. I, I wonder if our kids one day will be able to read it and see like our marriage is not perfect by any means. But I think when you put forth the effort and you're really intentional about what you're doing, I think it could be easier. I love that. I feel like anything that you want to be successful needs effort and you need to be intentional about it and there needs to be communication. In fact, I was just reading an article recently that said the number one reason for marriages to be destroyed and for businesses to not succeed is a lack of communication. And so that's really interesting. But I have questions for you because in 25 years of being married, I have never done couple journaling. So is this a journal you find somewhere that has couples questions yeah. in it or you've made up these questions or what so for the couples journaling 
it's a company, I think it's actually based out of Utah. It's called Promptly Journals. And they have just like, they have kids journals and they have grandparents. I mean, they have literally so many journals. They have a couple's journal that is awesome. I love it. And I honestly recommend that to anybody. You know, some people are like, oh, we go to therapy because things are really hard right now. You know, it's one of those things like your relationship doesn't have to be like struggling for you to decide like, okay, now we got to work on our relationship. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like how people say therapy, you don't have to be in a bad spot to go to therapy. It just helps you. It gives you tools to better, like just help with your relationship. And our, the couples journal has just been awesome for us to just rediscover things or being able to just write down our thoughts or feelings or, you know, whatever the questions are. And they always have a prompt at the end. And we usually try to make like a, a goal for the week, like let's do this this week and then kind of keep each other accountable with that and stuff like that. I'll send you the link. Yeah, exactly. We'll put it in the show notes too, because I'm sure people are interested in this. Because I'd actually really like to try that with my husband. My next question for you was the check-ins, the weekly check-ins you have. Again, is that just questions you've come up with or like calendaring yeah. check-in or emotional check-in or all of the above? We made those questions up when we were first married because I was traveling. We got married and then the next week we start, I started traveling to compete. And so I was gone like every weekend, sometimes like four days of the I week. I was pretty much a bachelor. And so then, it was, you know, anyways, yeah. it was just a good way for us to kind of like check in on each other. Like, how are you doing? So the questions are, what is something that I did this week that made you smile, made you happy? What is something that I can, one thing that I can improve? Um, what is something that made you smile? It could be anything. It doesn't have to do anything with me. What is one thing that we can work on together this week? Just one thing, because we don't want this to feel overwhelming. And when you keep it simple and you keep it easy, then it's easier to actually do them and fall through instead of forget. And then we always have one question that we just make up on the spot. So like whatever, whatever it is that you want to talk about, or if it's like, is something that you want to talk about, you know, like, and it's a safe place and there's no like being defensive or getting mad or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's meant to be able to just talk to each other. And then when you know it's coming, it's really easy to like kind of be prepared. So it's not so difficult. Like, oh, why are you dropping on these questions on me? Like, that's annoying. I don't want to talk about my feelings. But if it's if it's somewhere it's kind of expected and it's simple and in your safe place, and you know, it's, we just use Sunday because the family's always together. It's just a lot easier to talk about. You're not coming aggressive or you're not coming looking for a complaint, but that's just an open time. You can share like, Hey, this bothered me or Hey, I'm very thankful you did this for me on this day or, or whatever. So it's just like she said, a safe place, super comfortable, super, just not no, no stress. <laughs> I love this idea, but I could see this turning bad for some people, because if you're asking what's one thing you can improve this week, could it be offensive? And then that person's offended. So you have to go into this with a very open mind. Yes. Well, yeah. yes. But at the same time, I think I feel that Fatty's not coming at it with a bad reason. Um, if it's something she's bringing up, it's something, maybe I'd get offended at first, but because we do it at night, maybe I can think about it and just be like, you know, maybe that offended me, but in the long run, if it's coming from her and, and how, how you present it, it's kind of big too. 
You know, you yeah. don't just want to say, hey, you, you stink really bad in the morning or something, <laughs> something dumb like that. Just but I mean, maybe if you do smell, you can just be like, maybe you can work on wearing deodorant this week. You know, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. The intention is not to make your partner feel bad about themselves or feel bad about whatever. The intention is like none of us are perfect. And there are things that we do that might bother the other person or maybe something that I said or did that I didn't mean. And he maybe thought took it a certain way so it's not supposed to like make you get mad at each other like that is if that's what happens and that then we're doing it wrong you know and so the intention is what is one thing that I can improve what is one thing I can do better or whatever it may be however you want to phrase that is a way to just almost like motivate and just like help you because sometimes I'm very stubborn you know and so he will be like well Maybe just like, don't be, you know, just open your heart. I don't know. Like, just... <laughs> and you understand too, being offended doesn't mean the other person's rude. It, it could be true and you're just offended. And so you really kind of, with your trust between each other, I mean, it's, I don't think we've ever had a big fight from it. It might have been awkward to say, like, hey, this is really bothering me. But it comes down to it's like, thanks for telling me because. We'll just stick with the stink thing. If, <laughs> if if I wasn't wearing deodorant or like I didn't brush my teeth at night or something for so long, that's just going to offend people. That's just going to be gross for a long time. It's going to make things worse. So like communication, it keeps problems from growing. We've been married 11 years and not once. 12. Just kidding. 11. <laughs> and not once have we gone in a fight or like got mad at each other from having the check-in? If anything, it helps because, I mean, if you just live your life holding on to things, like problems occur. Yeah, that stored energy is not good or stored frustration, things like that. I love that idea and I love that you just have to go into it with an open mind and that you're not saying these things to be offensive or rude. It's to better your marriage and communicate, like you said. Something else that I know that you guys talk about on your site is couples challenges. What are these couple challenges and tell us about them? A terrible idea. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> that made me do something once that dislocated my arm. <laughs> and I like got up and I had to like pop back in. She's like, okay, let's try again. I was like, no. <laughs> this is where the competitive side of me comes out. And let's be real, sometimes men are just like, they like to milk things. And sometimes <laughs> I don't know if he's milking it or if he's being serious. And at that moment, I was like, Ben, are you being serious or... Are you really hurt? Back to the question. It's it's actually a great thing because, again, I'll go back to work. Like, okay, I'd go into the office at like seven and do charts from previous day I'd work from eight to five and then do charts for another hour or two after and I get home at seven seven thirty and we'd have 30 to 60 minutes to play with the kids and then put them to bed and then we're both so exhausted maybe we'll just fall asleep and that was just like groundhog day and it's super overwhelming I mean there's not really a lot of time spent with each other and so fatty this was in Arizona we just started doing I'll call them stupid little things um <laughs> But it was just time to like laugh and play with your spouse. They're, they're really silly, but honestly, they're fun for us. Even if maybe they socially, they don't do good. It's honestly we fun to just We laugh so hard. And honestly, I'm like, that is everything to me. I'm like, I don't even care. if we, There's so many that we don't even share. 
but we just have such a fun time doing them, even if we look silly or whatever, but we just like laugh. And I feel like life is too short to be so serious all the time. And I'm like, you need to laugh and have fun with your spouse and like be silly and not think like, oh my gosh, she's going to think that I'm being done. Like who cares? You know, like just embrace it and laugh together and you got to be spontaneous. I mean, it'd be so easy to just watch TV the whole night or maybe some read a book the whole night or go watch Instagram the rest of the night separately on a couch or on a phone or something. So yeah. it was just something that we spontaneously do. You got to have spontaneity in, you in your marriage because it just keeps things going. And so you don't get in a rut or a, a, a lazy, lackadaisical state. I love that. Okay, so for people that haven't followed you and are listening to this, Give us an example of one of your couple's challenges. It can literally be like anything. Like we did one that was so dumb. It was drinking lemon. Was it lemon juice? A lemon Lime? shot. It was dumb. It, it was, was really dumb. It was so gross. But like the way that we reacted, the, our faces, we were dumb. It was hilarious just to watch us like take that shot and of like, lemon juice. It's just straight lemon juice. And yeah, it's it was terrible. Acrobatical stuff Patty makes me do. Yeah, because also... A lot of times people are like, people think that I'm really tall, but then they meet us in person and they're like, whoa, Ben is really mm -hmm. tall and you guys are not that tall. So anytime there's like a challenge with Ben and I that we do, that's like, we got to do this yoga pose or whatever. It always ends in pain. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because of our height, height differences and I'm just very competitive. So I'm always like, we're going to get this. Okay. <laughs> I just hope it inspires couples to like do just things. Just be silly too. with Don't, each other. We're not saying do what we do because I'm sure there's some dangerous things or dumb things that we've done, but it's just something to do. I don't care if it's like walks, like we do videos about that or, or just something together, doing more dates, doing, I just hope it inspires others to just think about doing that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it's important for couples to have fun and not just be focused on work or their kids, things like that. They need to have fun together to yeah. stay together. So, okay. I want to ask you about a couple other things that you talk about on your site. So you talk about fatty getting in the frame. What yeah. does this mean? Okay. Well, basically I feel like moms are usually the people that are like behind the camera, right? Like, Oh, let me get this video mm -hmm. or let me get this shot or whatever. And like, we don't want to grow up. We don't want our kids to grow up and have zero pictures of mom and dad in the frame with the kids or zero videos. And we take videos a lot. And I just started doing, like, I'll set my phone somewhere in the home while we just do the mundane or, like, while we do something. Just making sure that we're both in the frame and in the videos with our kids because I want our kids to grow up and have those memories so they can see, like, not just what they look like, but also what mom and dad look like and what we did and like the fun things that we did as a family. And it's been really cool. It's been really fun to see like other people doing it as well. And they just set their phone somewhere and they're just playing with their kids or they're baking or they're in the yard or whatever it and may be. It, it turns out to be like the best home videos we have. Like yeah. someone will do something so just out of the ordinary and it's just I can't believe I got that on on video and so some of those are the best videos we have I'm I'm very grateful she does it actually that's awesome that's such a good thought because I know there are a lot of women out there who hate being on camera 
And I know that yeah. because it, when they meet me, they'll tell me like, oh, I could never do what you're doing because I hate being on camera. And my husband's that way. He hates being on the camera. So as you were saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get him in more videos just for the kids' sakes. Kids are never going to grow up and be like, oh, wow, my mom had this. Yeah, Our insecurities are ours. Our kids don't look at us with those ins. You know what I mean? Like They right. don't look at us thinking whatever. And so it's for us, but also for our kids as they grow up and they get older and they have those memories. And like Ben said, it's honestly some of our favorite home videos. I love that. All right, I'm going to talk about something else that you guys talk about. And Fatty, you talk about prioritizing your needs for a moment each day. So what does this entail? I'm really passionate about this because, you know, as moms, we, we put everybody first at all times, right? It's like you have a list. Whoever is listening now, they're probably like, yes, I have a list, a to-do list. And I want you to look at that to-do list. Are you on that to-do list? Is there anything to do with you on that to-do list? And most likely, probably not, right? It's like, I got to do whatever it may be, pick up and yada, yada, yada. And like, then at the end of the day, when you're exhausted, it's like, you don't fill your own cup. And I always say, like, you deserve the same care that you give others. You deserve that same care. Why? Because when you feel good, when you are doing good, when you're doing something for yourself, you're more likely to have more energy, just feel good and able to, like, care for others. And so just, like, taking care of yourself is so important. And I think it's not selfish. I feel like people think, like, well, I feel selfish or I feel like I am neglecting my, you know, whatever. It's like, well, you can't pour from empty cup, you know? And, and I noticed this very heavily when I had had my third, because we had three kids, three and under, and I was just drowning in motherhood. And I just was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do anything, but I would come home and I would just be a mess. And then you want to like, pour into your marriage and it's just like I don't have anything else to pour because I'm not pouring into me mm-hmm. and the moment I started just whether that was t- going on a walk or going to get the mail by myself and just like getting that sunshine or exercising making sure you have like a good lunch and you can just have 10 minutes for yourself it doesn't have to be this big thing, but I promise it will make such a big difference. And I think a lot of women are like, what do I do for myself? I don't know what to do. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Anything. Go on a walk. Tell them that you need 10 minutes to take a shower. They can play. If you have a baby, put your baby in the pack and play. I don't know. Anything. Just do anything, you know? And it really has been a game changer for me. I love that. Mine is from seven to eight every morning. Every child knows that I'm at the gym, socializing with my friends, having fun. And that's my hour and only text or call me if it's a true emergency, like the house is burning down. So, (laughs) but do you think men need it too, Ben, or this is just what women need? Yes, men need it. And that's also, I mean, a benefit of fatty, maybe if you know fatty, you kind of understand Ever since college, I kind of called her a trash can in the most respectful way. That she just took everybody's crap and helped them and all their trash and all their problems and helped them. And then they just move on and she kind of feel sometimes used or, or something like that. But but I mean, Fatty truly cares and like 
that presents itself in her opinions and in her social media and in her friendships. But that's what I've learned from her too, because I'm a pretty just, I feel like I'm simple, right? Simple person, but it doesn't take a lot to please me. But at the same time, Fatty kind of hammers that into me too. Like, well, what do you need? Like, what, what do you want to go do? What, what are you struggling with? What can I help with? And just those things, me knowing she's there and that she cares and, and that I need to do those things for myself. It helps me get out of that man rut or I don't know how to describe that really just like men like to just kind of dwell on things and just sometimes make them worse even if it's a personal thing you're dealing with and so so that that's something that men need to do all the time too I mean every day sometimes that's the gym sometimes that's study sometimes that's extracurricular activities on hobbies whatever it might be but it should be done awesome I love that okay so I feel like if you take care of yourself like that you're more likely to find joy in your life, positivity in your life. And I know on your page, you talk a lot about joy and positivity. And so let's first talk about joy. Like, how do you define that? How do you find that in your life? Does being positive help you find that in your life? Let's just talk about that. Oh, man. I don't know. Joy is tough. I think I remember a C.S. Lewis quote about joy, where it's, it's not so much a product, but it's a reminder. And, and it's not so much like, wow, I found joy, it, but it's something whether you hold on to or what, like a, a memory in the past or a hope for the future or maybe something that's just happening in your life right now. And that, that kind of helped me define it sometimes is just joy is something that you, you kind of create and whether you remember it or whether you look forward to it. And, and that's helped me recognize it with our kids too, like where the best part of being a parent is it's finding joy in parenting, whether that's me teaching Noah to play basketball or do a certain move. And then he does it in a game. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> this is working. And, and so it's not so much like an item or things like that, but it's just something you work for or a memory you have, or just a reminder to me. I also think like we live in this world right now where everything is so busy and it's go, 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 go. Like yesterday we were at the park and I just sat there and I was just watching my kids and I just felt like so much joy. That's going to make me emotional. But like you don't take the time to just like sit and just like be still truly. And I feel like every night I swear Ben is like, we are so blessed. We have such a great family. Like, our kids are so great, literally every night. And it doesn't matter like how hard our day was or like maybe one kid was extra hard or whatever. It's it's just like you 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 have to just take that time of just like being still and being in the moment and just be like, wow, like we have a good life, you know, like we are so blessed. And but if you're just constantly going, 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 I think it's harder to just like find those moments, you know or glimpses of joy but I don't know I also think that we're we're naturally positive people I would say me more than Ben (laughs) you guys are both very positive it seems like on Instagram Ben I love that you said that you create joy it's not just a product you find and I think that with everything you were just saying like fatty at night he's grateful for everything that's creating that joy or sitting at the park and feeling that joy, you're creating that in your mind by being grateful for that moment or being positive in that moment. And so do you think there's other strategies we can tell people to help them create joy in their lives? 
Dang. That's tough. I think going with what we said too, sometimes it comes down to choosing it. Everyone has a lot of things going on in their life right now. I mean, there's a ton going on in the world. There's a ton going on in our economy. There's a ton going on in just individual lives. Maybe it's, maybe it's mental health. I mean, maybe it's physical health. Maybe it's kids related. Maybe it's relationship related. And, and I think that kind of wraps with everything we talked about. You have to find it, but you also have to choose it. Some people don't want to, and it's hard to find happiness from that. It's hard to choose to, to work, to build your relationship. It's, it's hard to choose to find those things. And so sometimes it's, it's the choice. I mean, you can just wallow and, and dwell on problems. And especially in medicine, especially when I talk to people like about anxiety and all these things, sometimes it's, it's very easy to dig a deeper hole when you just sit and dwell on it and you have nothing else to choose to do. And so you got to keep your mind busy. You got to keep choosing good things. You got to keep filling your life with great things or else, or else it's easy to resort back to the, the bad things. I also think like Ben was saying, choosing it, but recognizing, I think also recognizing the little things. Sometimes we're so focused on these like big moments, right? Or like if you have a goal and you just want to like get there and we kind of forget about the progress to things whether that is with yourself or a child or your business or whatever, and choosing and recognizing the small progress. A month ago or two months ago, we were kind of like in a hard phase of life, and we had to be intentional about recognizing the little progress and the little things that brought us joy, you know, mm-hmm. and not being so focused on the end goal or like this is what's going to make me really happy. But these little things that's going to get you to get here still makes me happy. And we can't forget about those little things. So I think like recognizing your progress and the little things in the journey, if that makes sense. I love that because sometimes we forget to look at the little things and the little things are what can bring us joy. So I have a question though about joy because I get asked a question like this all the time, like, oh, on Instagram, it seems like your family's perfect and your business is perfect and everything's great. So that's why you can find happiness and you're not depressed anymore, things like that. So your life looks amazing on Instagram too. And I try to tell people we all face difficulties. We all face hard times. We just sometimes don't choose to put those things on Instagram. So is your life perfect? You just said you had a hard time. Can you still find joy when it's difficult? Do you have hard times? Do you have difficult times? And to those that are in difficult times right now, how do they find joy? Absolutely, you can find joy in difficult times. And like I was saying just barely, like when you can recognize those little things, truly, there were days where I was like, I'm at a 10. Like I need you to be 90 today, you know? Or like he's at a 40 and I need to be 60. And it's a team thing. Like we are a team. And I feel like, when things are hard, whether that is in our relationship or home or business or whatever, you have to talk to each other about it because he's not, he's not going to know what I'm feeling or know my thoughts unless I tell him exactly how I feel and what's going on. And then he can be like, okay, I got you. Like I'll take care of bedtime. You go take a bath or whatever it may be. Our relationship or our marriage is definitely not perfect and I honestly I feel like ever since I started my Instagram I've been very 
honest and very open with things. I obviously not going to get my phone out if we're having an argument, but I did happen to get, I was getting it behind the scene. This is really funny. Don't judge me. I was getting a behind the scene video of us doing a campaign. Okay. And as we are doing it, so in the video, you can tell that Ben and I are having an argument and I am completely pouting, okay? I am pouting in this video, and you can tell. But I think what was really cool with the video is, like, our kids were there. There were two of our children that were there. We weren't yelling at each other or, like, being extra. We were in a public place, too. So this was also people could see that we were having an argument. But I think it was it was, it was was nice for our audience because I shared that clip with our audience, not because like, oh, look, we also have arguments, but more of like, this is normal. It's normal to have arguments. It's normal to have disagreements. It's how we handle those. And you can still have disagreements and be respectful. And our kids have seen us have arguments and they also see us make up. They also see us kiss and apologize. And I think that is equally as important. My parents always told me growing up, what is that? Smooth seas never made a skillful sailor. Is that it? Oh, it's I like that. Like, there, there's going to be problems. I mean, a tree doesn't get strong by just calm weather. You know, wind makes the, the roots dig deep. Uh, all these things that all these metaphors we can describe to build your relationship. You're going to have fights. You're going to you're going to argue. I mean, you're going to be wrong a majority of the time. And, and that's usually fabby. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, but I mean, those things are going to happen, but, but by you figuring that out and communicating, like we talked about, that's, that's where that skillful sailor is going to come in. You're going to figure out like, wow, I was really wrong when this happens again. And I should probably not be more practical. I should probably not say those things. I should probably not turn it around on her or, or whatever. I mean, there's going to be issues and we have those all the time. We are nowhere close to being perfect. Fatty was yelling at me right before we started. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they happen all the time, but it's what's your intention? Do you want to hurt someone or do you just want to try and fix that? Do you want to communicate it? Even if you might be wrong, maybe there's something you need her to understand. You got to work together because those things are going to happen. And if you don't work on them, they're going to be big problems. It's working together, not against each other. I love that. And I love that saying about the seas because that is true. Stormy seas, hard times is what makes us stronger and makes us empathetic to be able to be empathetic towards others of going through hard times. And it makes me feel like, okay, I can do the next hard thing because I made it through that hard thing. It gives us confidence in ourselves and our abilities or maybe our relationship, things like that. So thank you for sharing that. One last question about positivity, joy. Do you think this is something you teach to your kids by your example or it's something that you need to verbally teach them or both how as parents do we then teach our kids joy and positivity both i mean obviously both but i think example outweighs just the words i think you need to verbally teach them but you really have to watch yourself too because it's very easy for me to teach the kids something and then me just go do the opposite later. Like you, you should really have it at the back of your mind. If you want your kids to understand that, if you want to teach your kids something valuable or important, you have to believe it and you have to live it or else I feel like it could do the opposite where my kids just watch me say something and me do the opposite. They're going to be like, well, that's dishonest. Well, maybe he's just 
it's just lying to us who, who knows yeah. and so i think your example always outweighs just words but you have to do both i agree they pay more attention than we realize and that we think and i think like that just weighs so much more than what we say because i mean let's be real sometimes they don't listen right but like they see how we act and how we respond to things and i think that is what's going to make a bigger difference because I really think as they grow up, they're not going to remember, but, oh, mom did say this. But they're going to remember, like, how we acted, how we were, how we responded to things. And as we keep doing that, that's what's going to kind of be ingrained in their mind. I agree. They're like little sponges that soak up everything. And this became apparent yeah. to me last night because my little nine-year-old made a little video on my phone of her shouting out my serum. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is a testament that they just watch everything we do and just mimic us and copy us. Cause never have I showed her how to make a reel. And she's like showing the serum and putting it on her friend's face. And I'm like, wow, we have to be so careful what we do. Well, you are such a light on Instagram and such a fun follow and inspirational is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners about relationships, positivity, anything like that? For me, fatties will be more important, but for me, it'd just be, you have to really focus on effort. You can't just exist and take that however you want it in work, in life, in family, existing dangerous. You got to really put forth the effort and really try because, and that's maybe me shouting out more to the men or to whoever wants to listen to that but it's easy to just sit back and, and coast and just to exist but the purpose is to to live and, and to put forth that effort and if you want something if you want your relationship better it doesn't start with your spouse it doesn't start with your kids it doesn't start with your your friends like you you need to start you need to put forth those things and if it's not reciprocated that's a different story but if you're putting forth enough effort to to achieve your goals i mean my quote would just be to put forth that effort and not just exist and piggybacking on that not just existing but i know like life is busy i know you know our kids are taking up a lot of time of our lives and stuff but like you are important too and so is your marriage and my kids will ask them, mom like you love you love dad more than i right you know mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah it doesn't mean I don't love you. I love you a lot, but I love daddy more, you know? And they understand because I, I we've had this conversation, like you're going to get married one day and you're going to love that person more than you love mommy. And that's okay, you know? And I want them to grow up knowing like mom and dad love each other and they have fun and they, they do crazy stuff and whatever. But like Ben said, you have to put that effort and also like, don't give up so easily. If your spouse isn't really like into it, like that's okay. Still try. Hopefully they'll get into it, change things up, talk to each other, be open. But most importantly, like you are important and so is your marriage. I love everything you guys have said. It's so important to focus on the marriage, on yourself, because Sadly enough, the kids grow up so fast and I have six kids and three are already out of the house and the fourth leaves at oh the end of this God. year. And I'm like, wow, pretty soon it'll be just Jeff and I. I mean, we've got years, but it's so important <laughs> to focus on the relationship because someday the kids will all be moved out of the house. But it's 
also really healthy, I think, for the kids to witness that and learn from parents having a healthy relationship. So thank you so much for being here today and all the awesome tips that you have given people. I'm going to go find that couple's journal, but tell my listeners where they can find you guys. Um, they can find us on Style Fit Fatty on Instagram um, and TikTok. I'm not really that that social there, but Instagram is where we do all the fun stuff. We have an awesome community. People are really open. They love to ask different questions, and we have really great conversations about literally everything. So Too much. You guys do have conversations about everything. I have seen it. Do yeah. you have a really fun, open community, though, like you said? I always end my podcast with asking my guests what they have found to be the best ingredient in life. And what would you guys say that is? Check-ins. Check-ins. A little sprinkle, a little milligram of check-ins. What we talked about earlier with the with the relationship check-ins, don't be afraid to, to talk to your spouse about what you're feeling or what they're feeling. I think that opens an easy way of communication. It might not work right away. But like you said, I mean, that's the biggest failure of businesses and marriages. And so communication and in medicine, I mean, with the provider and a patient, if miscommunication is there and trust is gone, it's, it's tough to, to work that way. So I think communication check-ins. If you can't be vulnerable with your spouse, it's an opportunity to be vulnerable with your spouse. And it's an opportunity to be able to speak your mind and say what's been weighing in your heart, you know. And it's also a way to kind of like recenter, you know. So busy, life is loud, things are like the world is really loud, but it's a good recenter. I love that you guys said check-ins and communication because no one in all my episodes of podcasts have ever said that. So that's a new one. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. Oh, you do? And you knew? You knew no one had said that one, huh? Well, thank you so much for being here, you guys. And thank you for what you do on Instagram. Like I said, you are a breath of fresh air and a positive light on Instagram and an inspiration to so many. So thank you for everything that you're doing and thank you for being here. Thank, thank you so, you. so much for having us. We're super honored to be on here. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.